going on, guys? This is Gary of Let's Talk Soccer. Hope everybody's doing well. The international break is almost over. Just a few days left in it. But if you're like me, and chances are you probably are, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, a massive FPL addict, and uh, it's been hard being away from it for almost two full weeks. Now, I've definitely watched a lot of the uh, international games, uh, especially the Euro qualifiers, and we've seen a lot of our favorite Premier League players um, and favorite FPL assets do quite well. Uh, you know, interesting to see. I'd love to see the correlation between uh, players having, Premier League players having a good international break performances, how that translates uh, in the first game when they return back to league play. Uh, I don't know. <clears throat> Obviously, uh, the, the opponents that they're facing and the teams around them are different uh, when they're playing for their countries as opposed to when they're playing for their club teams. So it'd just be interesting to see... Uh, do players that do well over the break carry that form into their first <clears throat> week back in the Premier League? Or is it a mixed bag, or do they do horribly in that week? So maybe we'll try to take a little time. That would be some research and take a little data crunching, but uh, <clears throat> maybe we'll get to that at some point. So let's do this. Um, let's hit on a few topics rather than... Um, sort of bouncing all around the place. Let's hit on a few topics and some things that are top of mind uh, with a lot of our followers and we just see being brought up on social media across the board. The first is Captain America himself, Christian Pulisic. So right now, so today is Thursday, the 21st of November that I'm recording this podcast. Tomorrow, Friday is uh, Lampard's press conference. So hopefully we'll hear something about Pulisic's playing status. When he came off the the pitch in week 12, he definitely was wincing, uh, making a bit of a face and even limping a bit as he came off. So I think the injury was legitimate. I know that there are sort of international break injuries, quote-unquote, just so players can rest. Uh, I do think that this one was an actual injury. To what extent, I don't know. But I'm sure the rest did nothing but good for him. So I'm glad that he was able to get it. Um, If he's playing, if Lampard says he can play, or if he plays over the weekend, question that we've seen a lot or debate that we've seen a lot is, is he the best midfielder, the best option in that position, in that price range. So he's at 7.4 million. Um, So, you know, we'll look everywhere from, say, 7.7, 7.8 and below. Um, Because there's some good players for for much less, too, that we could talk about. So, let's see here. Um... You know, one thing that concerns me a little bit is once Loftus-Cheek is healthy and Lampard has his entire midfield available to him, 
I would expect that there's going to be some level of rotation, maybe not Guardiola-esque sort of rotation, but um, Lampard is fortunate to have a very young, very talented set of midfielders and forwards, and I could see a point where he will start to rotate for experience reasons, for um, rest and recovery reasons. So just um, I could absolutely see a time where, you know, Pulisic or even Mount uh, are rested for a game here and there. Um, and I think that will throw everybody into quite a stir if and when that happens. So let's think about this for a minute. So I think Pulisic right now, if you could apply the current form that he's in, yeah, I think he is the best bet at midfield in that price range. I mean, it's really hard to argue with what he's done um, in the past few weeks. He, um, in since week eight, so we've got eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. So that's five game weeks. He's got five goals and one assist, um, which amounts to 42 FPL points and comes to 8.4 points per match. That is no small potatoes, guys, and that is the main reason we say, yeah, he's the best option um, at that price in that position if he's healthy. And, you know, that's a concern with every player all the time, as is um, rotation. We get asked a lot, is so-and-so going to play for sure this weekend? And really, the answer is maybe. Um, you know, there's always a chance they injure themselves in <clears throat> training. They injure themselves in warm-ups before the game. Uh, the coach decides that it's a good time for the player to rest. So, you know, a million different things <clears throat> could be going on. So we just we'll base it on assumptions that that every one of these guys we'll talk about will start and will play uh you know say 80 minutes plus. So, I like Pulisic a lot, but there's also some other players that I think are worthy of consideration if nothing else. First up is Martial. He's at 7.7 million, so just a little higher than Pulisic. Um in the last two games, he has one goal and two assists. And Man United in general seems to be on a little bit of an upswing, a little bit of a surge. And we know that if United are going to score goals, that Martial is going to be involved somewhere in them. So, you know, part of this too is, is Pulisic's form starting to slow down or run out? Um, you know, you can only sustain this sort of performance for so long it happens to every player throughout the history of the game and it will always happen. He's not going to score a goal a game uh, through the rest of the season and through the rest of his career. <clears throat> Unless you're Lionel Messi, I suppose, or Cristiano Ronaldo. But otherwise, um, it's just not going to happen. <clears throat> so timing is everything. Um, is he starting to lose form? Will he lose form this weekend and blank? For all of his owners, and he was brought in by a lot of managers this week. Um, is Martial, for example, a guy whose form is going to do nothing but start to increase just like Polisics did a few weeks ago? 
So, you know, depends on your level of uh, risk-taking, your tolerance to that sort of thing. Maybe now is the perfect time to dump Pulisic and bring in Martial. Only time will tell, but um, just some things to think about. Especially if you haven't gotten on the Pulisic bus yet. We haven't. Um, you know, we're doing fine. <clears throat> like I said, at some point, his, his luck is going to run out. His owner's luck is going to run out. And um, managers will start to make changes based off of that. Next up is Pulisic's teammate, Mason Mount, at $6.8 million. He has blanked the last two games. He hasn't been setting the world on fire <clears throat> like he did um, towards the, the start of the season. But the opportunities have been there. He's had some really unfortunate luck uh, with the woodwork. Um, he's created some big chances that his teammates have missed. <clears throat> He is still on set pieces, which is nice. So I believe that the attacking returns will come. I don't know that I would re replace Pulisic with him, but certainly uh, I think is worth inclusion or at least consideration in your starting 11. We're not a Pulisic fan. We're looking for someone other than him. I think both Tillman's and Madison are good. Tillman's at 6.6 .6 million. Matters is at... 7.5 million. Uh, let's see. Tillman's two goals, two assists, 31 FPL points um, in his last five games. And Madison, three goals, one assist, 35 points in his last five games. So that's about seven, about six points per match, the last five matches for Tillman's, and right around seven uh, for Madison playing on a, a very attacking team. Uh, they're thriving under Rodgers' uh, direction and style of play. So there's no reason to think that the um, that, that trend won't continue, that that form won't continue. Although Brighton are, are going to be difficult at home. But I think one of those two Leicester City midfielders is definitely worth having in the squad. And then I threw another one in there, David Silva. Hasn't been talked about a lot, was injured for a little while. <clears throat> you know, probably one of the, the most under-the-radar FPL assets as far as Man City players go. $7.6 million. Um, he averages, when he plays in games for 60 minutes or more, he averages over 8 points per game. 8.14, in fact. Um that's that's not insignificant. So, you know, I could see where he would play against Chelsea, for instance, this weekend. And uh, a, a veteran player like that, with the, the experience he has, the creativity he has, and certainly the players around him that he has, um, he could be a massive differential this weekend. Remember, this is his last season with Man City. So I think Pep will honor him. By playing him as much as possible, and I think um, he will feel um, he will feel responsible for producing as much good for that team as he can. I think he's going to have a good rest of the season. Now, if you're not interested in any of those other guys that we just mentioned, you can look at Willian. Yet another. Chelsea player, he's on set pieces too, on corners, 
extremely creative, creates lots of uh, opportunities for those around him. <clears throat> Iosi Perez, if you want a lesser city midfielder but you need to go a little cheaper, then that's him. And uh, McGinn, I think he hasn't been talked about a whole lot recently. And Grealish is back now too, supposedly. So um, yet another. So plenty of options at that price point to choose from. Next up, let's talk about players that aren't getting enough attention. Usually these are differentials as well. The players that are going a little bit under the radar, I think Mousset, um, is one of those, and he's he's starting to gain a little popularity, notoriety, whatever you want to call that. Two goals, three assists in his last four games. Um, only on 2.2% of FPL teams. So at 5 million even, and I believe he's probably nearing a price increase, so he might go to 5.1. Um, good differential and a very inexpensive third strike. Nothing bad about that at all. Okay. Talked about David Silva a minute ago. Um, but, yeah, I think he's under the radar, too. So I think he fits into this category um, and could really benefit his owners this weekend um, and through December. Harvey Barnes. Tillemans, Iozzi, Madison get all the attention, or most of it. Barnes is sort of there um, in the background, but you watch him play. He's usually somewhere involved in the buildup. And, um, you know, in terms of BPS and potential bonus points, I think he's a great asset. Just 1.2% ownership for him. I think, lastly, that Dougherty um, is super under the radar and not talked about that much this season. Last season, it was the complete opposite. He was a must-have. You know, he was doing <clears throat> wondrous things out there, and his form has picked up recently. And um, he played well for his country uh, in the Euro qualifiers. So he's, I think he's back on track. Um, not quite yet to the point that he was last season, but I think he's making, um, he's starting to make that comeback. He's only in 3.2% of teams. Um, Wolves have only conceded one goal per game in their last four games. Yes, they've conceded, but they've got a, a great run of fixtures coming up. You can check the FDRs on our Instagram page at Let's Talk Soccer. Great run of fixtures coming. So, you know a save here, a save there, and all of a sudden that one goal per game turns to no goals per game. Um, and we know that he's also uh, possible of delivering attacking returns too. So I think Doherty <clears throat> is a great one. While he's sort of uh, a differential, he's not really a gamble because we know what we get with him. Somebody asked, if we were to play our wild card, which we've already played, we played that in like week five or six, I believe, um, <clears throat> what would our team look like? So here's here are the players in our consideration set. Let's start with that. And sort of we grouped players into a few different categories. One are sort of the, the, the must-haves, either because they generate so many points um, and or because 
their their ownership is so high that you're at a huge disadvantage if you don't own them. So we have some of those players. We have players that are worthy of consideration because um, the, of their high ceilings. Uh, they can generate a lot of points at any time. Um, and then finally, we have players that are either differentials or enablers or could be a combination of those two. So here's what we got. In goal, we're looking at Ryan, Pope, Schmeichel, and Henderson. I don't think any of them are absolute must-haves. I suppose you could throw um, Allison in there, but I think I'd rather have Liverpool outfield players than a goalkeeper. But again, Ryan Pope, Schmeichel, Henderson. Defender-wise, um, Alexander-Arnold or Robin, Robertson. I don't think it's necessary to have both. One of those two. And Lundstrom, we labeled as must-haves. In the next category, Pereira, Chilwell, or Soyunku. Don't need all three or even two Leicester City backs. Um, but one of those three, plus Rico and probably Tamori, um, <clears throat> are sort of those higher ceiling types of players. Not quite must-haves, but definitely good, good to haves. Um, Juan Basaka, Van Anholt, and Doherty we have listed as our differential players as we're considering this. And then Baldock, Montoya, Mings, and of course Kelly are the enablers. In midfield, we have either Salah or Mane, either KDB or Sterling, and then Mount. Mount maybe not so much because of form right now, although his ceiling is relatively high, but because of that level of ownership too. Then in the high ceiling category, we have Sun, McGinn, Pulisic, Martial, and Madison. In the differentials, we have Tillemans, Perez, or Harvey Barnes, any of those three Leicester City players, De La Feu, James, Grealish, and Pascal Gross. People forget about him a lot. And then uh, Triore we have as our enabler in the midfield. <clears throat> and then up front, we have Abraham, who's a must-have, Vardy, Kane, Aubameyang, Rashford, and Jimenez all have high ceilings. I don't believe any of them are absolute must-haves. Um, and Abraham is mostly based out of um, just such a high ownership. <clears throat> and then Lacazette, Mousset, and Ings are the differentials. And we have Connolly as an enabler. And actually, Mousset could probably be considered somewhat of, a, of an enabler too. So out of all of those players, here's who we picked, the 15-man squad that we chose. Henderson plus, of course, Button. So we're trying to deal in realistic um, realistic budget parameters as well. Henderson and Button. In uh, defense, we have Alexander-Arnold, Soyuncu, Doherty, Van Anholt, and Rico. All starters, all capable of good points. In the midfield, Mane, Sterling, Martial, Pulisic, and Madison. And then the three up top, Abraham, Vardy, and Mousset. And actually, if we still did have our 
wild card. I think I'd play that in a second. I really do like that team. Um, so that's where we are. With them, I think it came out to somewhere around $98 million if I did the math. I did it quickly in my head earlier, and I believe that's where we were. Now, lastly, let's talk about Game Week 13 captains. Here's some players that I think are most worthy of the armband. First up, Harry Kane has a brand new manager in a guy named Jose Mourinho. Perhaps you've heard of him. Um, and I think that could be a real catalyst to jumpstart um, a Spurs surge, um, in, which includes a haul from Harry Kane. I think that if that team has a fire lit under it, which I can only imagine that they want to go out and impress um, not only their new coach, but also um, the ownership, uh, I think Kane will be the leader of that. Um, he's been a little bit quiet in recent Premier League performances. Um, he found really good form uh, for England over the international break. Hopefully that carries through if you're a Harry Kane owner or captainer. West Ham, who um, Spurs are going to play, um, and they're away to West Ham. So at home, West Ham have allowed the third most home goals, uh, which is 11. So third most in the league. Kane has historically in 10 Premier League games against West Ham, he has seven goals and one assist. So definitely a good goal involvement there. Next up on the list, we have Aubameyang, who is home to Southampton. He's had a couple of blanks recently, uh, but I think he's just on the verge of recapturing um, his goal-scoring ways. He's only played Southampton in two Premier League matches. He scored only once, um, but that is a very small sample size. And if you look at the data, Southampton have conceded the most goals in the league overall, both home and away. They've conceded 21 goals, um, which makes Aubameyang a much more appealing option. I think Lacazette could actually be an interesting differential there too. Next up, Jamie Vardy. Uh, recent form, of course, is a big reason for that. Uh, the Leicester City attack and team form is another good reason for that. He's been well-rested over the international break, didn't play. Um, he will absolutely uh, be looking to continue his lead in the Golden Boot race. Um, and in the four times that he's played against Brighton, he scored in three of them. Not too bad there. Next up, Sterling. Yeah, we know everybody's frustrated with him, especially if you've captained him. Um, he's one of the most transferred out players right now, which sort of um, befuddles me, but to each their own. He is home to Chelsea this weekend. Um, here's why I think he's going to do well. Definitely had some uh, controversy uh, with the England squad, specifically with Joe Gomez. Of course, came off a devastating loss to Liverpool. He has a lot to prove. He has a lot to prove. And if you watched him in the in the Liverpool match, he actually played quite well. Um, probably should have had two <clears throat> in that game. So he'll start converting those at some point, maybe this weekend. Um, he's playing at home. He has every reason to go out and just bust his butt to, to get some goals there and, and get this team back on a winning track. 
Um, Chelsea this season have conceded the fourth most away goals, which is 12. Um, and City have scored a league-leading 19 goals at home. So this sort of spells Man City uh, goal, maybe not goal fest, but we'll say goal get-together <clears throat> there. Sterling has a long history playing Chelsea. He's played Chelsea 12 times in Premier League fixtures. Um, he has scored six and assisted three. So what is that, about 75% goal involvement there? Um, <clears throat> a couple more of these to go through. We have Aguero, obviously also home to Chelsea. Um, on on the same sort of form as uh, Sterling, just sort of blanking. <clears throat> Hasn't really found the goal, but we know what this guy's capable of doing. We know that he can score a hat trick in any given game. He's actually played against Chelsea 18 times in league matches, and he scored 15 and assisted. So that's a really nice one and a really nice set of stats based on the opponent. Mane's been on good form. Um, there's been talks if Salah's out for this weekend, if he's in for this weekend. Um, haven't run the numbers, but there's a theory that Mane does better when Salah is in the game, which makes sense. Salah's obviously drawing a lot of attention from defenders, which frees up some space for Mane. So I think that makes sense. Um Mane, Mane has played against Crystal Palace in 10 games, and he has seven goals and two assists. Not too bad. Um, but Crystal Palace are a very, very stingy defense this season, um, just allowing only a handful of goals at home. So <clears throat> it's going to be sort of a, uh, a battle of wills in this game, I think. We included Salah in the event that he does play, and it looks like he might. I believe he was in training. Both he and Robertson were in training um, on Thursday, uh, full team training. But we'll see how that ankle is treating him. Um, I believe that if he is able to come out, I sort of uh, compared him to a bit of a wounded animal. He missed um, playing for Egypt over the break. Um, so he is at least rested. If he's healed and rested, he's a very, very dangerous player. Um, he has only played Crystal Palace in three league games, and he's let's see, scored in three. He scored three goals and assisted two more. Not too bad. Differential wise, then, so let's run through sort of the main contenders there again for the armband. In our opinion, we've got Kane. Aubameyang, Vardy, Sterling, Aguero, Mane, and Salah. No big surprises with any of those. Let's talk a little bit about differentials then. We have down Jimenez, Lacazette, De Bruyne, Rashford, Martial, Madison, again David Silva. I just expect him to do something pretty phenomenal this weekend. Just a feeling. <clears throat> Son, and then Richarlison. Now Richarlison has not really delivered much of anything at all, but um, Everton are home to Watt, or to uh, Norwich. So if there's ever going to be a time for him to score a couple, it's going to be that game. 
So here's how we broke it out. We went a first choice, our top choice. We listed out a somewhat risky, little bit of risk to it, but could be well worth um, the risk, no, no matter how slight it may be. Um, and then uh, a differential pick. So our first choice is either Sterling or Aguero. Um, whichever one of them you own. Uh, most people don't own both of them, but I think both of them are going to have good games at home to Chelsea. They have to. Man City has to do well in this game, and these are the guys to do it. The slight risk, somewhat risky, but could be well worth um, taking that little chance on them, Kane or Aubameyang. And the differential pick is either Richarlison home to Norwich or Lacazette home to Southampton. So that's kind of where we go. Lots of uh, information packed into there. But I think um, hopefully some good direction, uh, good statistics, and good insights going into game week 13. If you haven't yet, go to our Instagram account. Again, it's just simply at Let's Talk Soccer. Go to our Insta stories, and you will see um, some instructions on um, clicking through to be taken to an article uh, that we did. It's our weekly article uh, with the nice people at FPL Football Advice, and uh, you'll see these topics addressed, a lot more information and um, advice in there from both us and from FPL Football Advice. So guys, we're hitting about 30 minutes on the nose. We're going to wish you an excellent Game Week 13 and nothing but green arrows. And until next time, we say peace and goodbye, guys.